fully alive. Let's get real at Crossway with Pastor Bob Manuel and friends. John 17, 3 says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I think we, we've made it unbiblical, actually. It's sort of like if you just accept a certain amount of facts about Jesus, and you believe this about right. Jesus, right. then you can become a Christian. I can know a lot about Jesus and not yeah. know him at all. Mm-hmm. And John seventeen three says, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's a very short, pithy definition of what it means to know God for salvation, uh, eternal life. It's knowledge of God, not just about God. So how do we parse that out? How do we explain that? It's not just a cognitive thing. It's a lifestyle thing. Okay. Uh, And so I I hope that we can try to make that clear. There's another term that I've heard you use, and that is discipleship. How does that relate to let's get real? Wow, that's that's a good question. So a disciple is someone who's becoming like their master. Uh, Another word for discipleship, a less churchy word perhaps, is apprentice. All with the goal that when I sit down, maybe he's not right with me anymore, but I can run that program because... I'm his apprentice. And so discipleship is, uh, over time, we're supposed to look like Jesus, live like Jesus, think and feel like Jesus. Okay. Um, and, and by doing so, uh, we'll show that we are his disciples. There's a, a mentoring element to discipleship that I know that you've been working hard at. There is a relational aspect to discipleship. How have you explained it to us? Well, that's the beauty, and I think humility is the only word that comes to my mind. If I believe that being a Christian is a huge part of that is Christ in you, Christ in me. We were just talking about that earlier. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Right. Then there's something about Jesus and how he expresses himself through you and your personality and your experiences that if I'm aware enough, when I look at you, I'm not just going to see Mark Moore. Jesus is in this person. Right. So what can I learn from this person? What can I pick up from this person that Jesus would have pick up that him operating uniquely in this person? An older gray-haired man with a younger man uh, expressing wisdom. One of the things I try to teach the men is, yeah, I I want there to be mentoring relationships. I I have a structure for that. It's very simple. Uh, Simple does not necessarily mean easy. Becoming an apprentice isn't necessarily an age thing. Yeah, I try to let people know that, look, so you might be older in the faith than a younger man, but if you are making yourself available to that younger man and trying to encourage them in their walk with Jesus, the person who's going to learn the most in that discipling relationship, I often believe, is, is the older believer okay. because they're, they're making themselves vulnerable and honest with this younger believer. And often being with a younger believer or even a peer-to-peer relationship, you learn a lot of things from them as well. It's not just a one-way street. I, as I grow older, think more and more of heaven mm-hmm. and seeing Jesus face-to-face. And th- there's that motivation I feel at times. I need to know him better. I need to understand more as a member of God's family so that when I meet Jesus face-to-face, I'll know him. Let's Get Real is a podcast where a West Michigan pastor and friends 
are committed to be honest about what it really means to follow Jesus as we seek to be and make disciples. Each week, we will be as real as we can be with you and invite you into this journey with us. Your comments are welcomed at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I and the word pastor at aol.com. As I heard you phrase your question and your, your, your longings as you get to be an older believer, I, Scripture that popped in my mind is that the Lord knows those who are His. He knows who His people are. You and I can walk throughout this, this world, and sometimes, you know, that scripture, Matthew, when did we see you hungry and thirsty? And, right. when, and of course, when you've done this, this to the least of these, my brethren, you did it unto me. So sometimes we don't know who Jesus is. We can look him straight in the face, I mm-hmm. suppose. But he never forgets us. He has us on his heart, on the palm of his hands, if you will. So I'd take comfort in that, that, uh, that he knows me. Something that former pastor of ours, Pastor Dan Cummings, who's now with the Lord, mm-hmm. Dan would say it's important to practice the presence of the Lord Jesus in your life. And he would get very specific about that. But I, I hear some of the same things coming from you uh, as to what that means. Yeah, for me, again, it means I often told people that one of my favorite ways to pray, one of my most favorite ways to pray is I I like to take a long walk. If I sit down and have these conventional devotions, my mind wanders within two or three Mm -hmm. minutes. And wonderful for guys who can pray that way. And sometimes I I can pray that way, but I like to just walk and listen. I had an older believer when I was a younger Christian said, look, Bob, you have two ears and one mouth. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, maybe that tells us something about what prayer should look like. We need to listen twice as much as we talk. I mean, you and I are sitting about three or four feet apart from each other right now with this podcast. I could see you. I could touch you physically. I, right. can, I can hear your voice. To hear Jesus, to see him, you know, with, with the senses that we have, it's we hear him, see him differently than we do each other. And so it requires a whole different set of skills in some way it's i don't think it's weird or different in no in, uh, different in the sense of being strange but it's just a quieting of our spirits before him the holy spirit is power behind the relationship you mentioned the holy spirit the the sword of the spirit is the word of god so i think the more that we read god's love letter okay. to us if you will and the more we meditate upon it not as like a dry discipline but this is life and then when we're out walking or working or whatever we're doing that's going to be part of our internal lexicon if you will it'll be part of the rhythm of our 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 hearts uh apart from the physical word of god being right in front of us it's in our hearts and 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 the spirit leverages that to speak to us throughout the day You've been listening to Let's Get Real with Pastor Bob Manuel of Crossway Community Church of Grand Rapids, Michigan, an evangelical free church. Please share a word with us, a comment, question, or suggested topic at ipastor at aol.com. That's the letter I, the word pastor at aol.com. I'm Mark Moore. Thanks for listening.